Let's take our Bibles and turn over to the passage we'll be looking at this morning, over in Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs chapter 4, and we'll read from 10 down to verse 27. Proverbs chapter 4. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom, and I lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well for it is your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go your way. For they cannot sleep till they do evil. They are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not, what, they do not know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. And the Lord will bless his word as we consider it. You've noticed when you've been reading through the book of Proverbs, but there's, there are recurring themes that run throughout that book. And, and one of the themes, uh, we read about both of them this morning when Bob read the scripture passage. One of the themes is to pursue wisdom, and the other one is to shun evil. Uh, I chose that last hymn with a, a purpose in mind, and, and the purpose is, Lord, lead me on to higher ground to pursue wisdom. Lord, take me someplace uh, where I can learn things. The song that uh, we are going to sing for you, and we are going to play for you today, has to do with shunning evil, so... Um, fits right in there.
There's a long black train coming down the line Feeding off the souls that are lost and crying Rails of sin, only evil remains Watch out, brother, for that long black train Look to the heavens, you can look to the sky you can find redemption staring back into your eyes there is protection and there's peace the same burn in your ticket for that long black train cause there's victory in the lord i say victory in the lord cling to the Father and His holy name, and don't go riding on that long black train. pain he's just waiting on your heart to save let me ride on that long black train but you know there's victory in the lord i say victory in the lord cling to the father and his holy name and don't go from a mile away it sounds so good but i must stay away that train is a beauty making everybody stare but its only destination is the middle of nowhere but you know there's victory in the lord i say victory holy name and don't go riding on that long black train cling to the father and his holy name and don't go riding on that long black train
singing Be Thou My Vision, and there's a little bit of a new refrain, but generally it's, I think everybody knows this song, and I just invite you to make it your prayer as we sing it. Um, Be Thou My Vision, it's, it's really calling out to, to Jesus and saying, I want to focus on you, and I want you to be the center, and so um, let that be your heart's cry as well. Treasure, thou art God. 
I want to ask you some questions. Now, uh, for those of you that are visiting with us this morning or you haven't been here for the last couple of weeks, I have given Emmanuel Baptist Church a homework assignment, and that homework assignment is to read a chapter in Proverbs every day, the chapter that matches the date of the month. Today you would have, you would have read or will be reading uh, chapter 29, tomorrow chapter 30. Now you can read chapter 31 tomorrow as well. It's a bonus. And then we'll go back to chapter 1 on Tuesday. So my question is for you, um, what are you, and, and this question is going to come up every week for the next several weeks. Uh, what have you discovered? Uh, what are some, some things that you're gleaning from the book of Proverbs? In other words, are you learning anything or is it just going uh, in one ear and out the other? Uh, I had a procedure a while ago, and I want to talk about that a little bit this morning, but I had a procedure where they did a scan on my head, and there is no direct passage from east to west like my mom always said there was, so there is something in the middle. I don't know how dense it is or not. But are you learning anything? Are you discovering anything? Have you found something? Please tell me you have. Because if you haven't, I, I, I'm just going to... Go home. Albert, what are you learning? There's a lot of wisdom to be found in Proverbs. Here, I'll let you tell people. In chapter 29, uh, verse 2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. Anyone else? What have you found that's that's cool or, or made an impact or, or made a difference in your life? I hear pages turning. Are you, are you desperately looking for something? <laughs> David. Doesn't matter where you're at, you can find something that's relevant. Yeah. I'm discovering how much I don't know, actually. That's scary. It's made me more aware of the words I say and that I should speak with wisdom and not just um, motor off at the mouth like I do. I don't say a word. <laughs> Norma, you want to? Hear that, Kathy? <laughs> Anyone else? All right, let me, let me talk to you a little bit about my journey and some of the things that I've learned. I'll probably get back to this in a little bit, Brian. I operated heavy equipment for a number of years, and I got to be pretty handy with some of that stuff. I'm pretty good at running equipment. And I received quite a number of compliments, and I wound up thinking fairly highly of myself. And then I had my first day on the job as a truck driver, and my very first load of logs landed up in the ditch on its side. Now, I drove for another 11 years after that. 
And I learned a lot of things about driving truck. I had some mishaps and I did some damage, but I made it through 11 years. And one of the topics of conversation that we as truckers often had either on the radios or in camp after work was this. The rule of thumb, we developed a rule of thumb as a group of truckers. And the rule of thumb was this. If that I as a driver ever stopped learning, it was time to get out of the cab. Now, that rule of thumb, I think, needs to apply to life as well. One of the things I observe as I navigate around Nipuan is that there are some really crummy drivers in this town. And just about the time that I decide that someone's a really crummy driver, I do something so incredibly dumb <laughs> that, you know, like I stop someplace where there isn't a stop sign. Or this morning on the way to church, just about drove through a stop sign on the main drag at 6 o'clock in the morning. There's nobody there to watch this, which is good. But I talked with an elderly gentleman a while back who had lost his driver's license, and he showed me the results of the road test that had cost him his driver's license. And basically what happened was that he made a lot of little mistakes that, was, that showed up sloppy driving. He didn't stay in his own lane. He didn't do shoulder checks when he did lane changes. He didn't make full stops at the stop sign, and he stopped past the stop line. And one of the assumptions that you and I make, and I'm talking to older people here for a little bit, one of the assumptions that we make as we get older is that we know it all and we no longer need to learn. But let me take you to Proverbs chapter 1 for a little bit. Verse 2. The Proverbs say, For attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just as fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, and oh, how we like those words. But the young need to listen, but here is something for us grayheads. Verse 5, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. The rule of thumb in driving truck was, if you stop learning, it's time to get out of the truck. The rule of thumb in life is, if you stop learning, and the rest I haven't figured out yet. But we need to keep on learning, and learning is hard work. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise, and here is that verse where we wound up last week, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And I want to go back to this beginning of knowledge, and then next week I'm going to, I'm going to develop a couple of topics. The one that I had for today was, was the wisdom of a guarded heart, and, and I won't get into that today. Then there's going to be the wisdom of a disciplined tongue. There's going to be the wisdom of a, of a moral life. 
And, and so those are some of the themes that we are going to explore. But I want to get back to this process of acquiring wisdom and building at the beginning. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you were to start out on piano lessons, Melanie, when, when you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I, I know you can handle this. When you teach piano lessons to some of these young children, what is one of the first little songs that they learn? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Okay? That's a beginner song, right? And you learn that one note at a time, and it goes plunk, 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 plunk. There are a lot of songs that are written to that particular tune. Now, When's the last time that you plunked Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? You don't remember because you're way beyond that, right? So here's, here's what we do sometimes. We think that if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that it is a beginner's step, that once you've made it, you can forget about it. And it's not like that. It's not a mere beginner's step to be left behind, but the fear of the Lord is the prerequisite. Listen to this. It's the prerequisite of every right attitude. Only so, only if you have the fear of the Lord will you be able to see the world right side up. And only if you have the fear of the Lord will life begin to reveal its intended pattern. And so the fear of the Lord is more than an attitude. It is more than me developing uh, some kind of concept, whether it be terror or whether it be reverence or respect. Yeah, that's involved. That's true. But the fear of the Lord means if I am going to, if it is the beginning, it is the foundation on which I build my life, and it means that my life will be governed. My life will be governed by God's laws, by God's principles, by God's wisdom, and by God's will. In other words, when I get into any kind of situation that I get into, my response to that situation is going to be something that God will teach me and show me and have for me to do. Rather than applying my own wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and so I view my life, I view my circumstances, I view my country, I view my church, I view my home, I view my marriage, I view everything that I do through the lenses of the fear of the Lord, and it is like a foundation. <coughs> I don't have my travel microphone because it's on the dining room table at home. One time, um, uh, many years ago, Kathy and I did a, a, a summer missionary thing with NCEM, and we wound up in a, in a little um, village called Sturgeon Landing, which is not too far away from Cumberland House. And our Stephanie was praying one night, and, and um, she must have heard Kathy and me talking, and, and she said as she was uh, praying a bedtime prayer, and thank you, Lord, that we have everything here except the kitchen sink. And then she stopped for a minute, um, and then she says, because it's at home stuck to the cupboard. So, uh, <laughs> all right, um, Reese, let's have that first thing. 
All right, so this is what I just gave you. The fear of the Lord is not a mere beginner step to be left behind, but the prerequisite of every right attitude. Only so, only with the fear of the Lord will be the world be seen the right way up and life begin to reveal its intended pattern. Now, if that's up there, there. So it's more than an attitude of fear and reverence. It means that my life will be governed by God's laws, principles, wisdom and will and everything in other words everything that i do i will evaluate in the light of what god has to say whether it's relationships with people whether it's my relationship with money whether it's my relationship with the world whether it's it's anything will be governed by god's laws principles wisdom and will that's not a quote from me. look at my name is up there isn't that cool now when I started looking at the foundation, uh, I found uh, some quotes from a book by the name of Graphic Guide to Frame Construction. This is a book on carpentry uh, by, by a man by the name of Rob Thalen, and I'm going to give you a couple of, of, of quotes from the book here. Because the foundation is so important to the longevity of the building, now think about this, if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, if it is the foundation for our Christian life, because the foundation is so important to the longevity of the building. We're talking about physical buildings here, but apply this to your spiritual life. And because it is so difficult to repair. Okay, us gray heads, that foundation is difficult to repair. Not impossible. Difficult. Difficult to repair. It is wise to be conservative in its design and construction. Young people, listen to this. Make the foundation a little stronger than you think you need to and get the details right. Because if the foundation is good, then the building uh, can have a long and productive life. The stability of a foundation affects not only the level of the floors, what you build on top of it, but also the integrity of the structure above and the building ability of the building to resist moisture. And then I added the words, in other words, deterioration. The foundation is absolutely vital. If you're going to have a building that will sustain and support itself, if you and I are going to have a foundation on which to build our lives, it is absolutely essential that it be the right foundation and that that foundation be in place. Uh, from a website, the three most important functions of the foundation are to bear the load of the building. If you don't have the right foundation, you can't bear the load of your life. Uh, to bear the load of the building, to anchor it against natural forces such as earthquake, and to isolate it from the ground. So how do we apply that? And I know that this is just a review of last week, and here's where we're going to quit. If you're in the process of building a foundation for your life, if you're young or if you're young in the Lord, if you're a brand new Christian, get the foundation right. Build it stronger than you think you need to because the rest of your life will be determined by what you build in terms of that foundation. The Bible says there is no foundation. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, there is no foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Christ Jesus. Yes, uh, that is the foundation, but the fear of the Lord uh, 
to build our lives on the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is absolutely, absolutely essential. And for those of us who are older, maybe your foundation has slipped. Maybe it's got some cracks in it. Maybe the ground has heaved and things have shifted a little bit. Kathy and I used to live in a mobile home. I didn't think we were trailer trash. But we lived in a mobile home and we lived in a place where every year when the frost went out of the ground, the trailer shifted and I would have to go underneath that thing and jack it up so that the doors would close properly and, uh, and stuff would line up. Sometimes the foundation, that trailer wasn't sitting on a solid foundation. It was sitting on wooden blocks and ties and, and, and things would shift. But maybe the foundation of your life has cracked a little bit. Maybe you built it years ago and you've never bothered looking at it. Maybe you need to examine that foundation a little bit and maybe it needs to repair. The, the words that were used earlier says the foundation is difficult to repair. It's not impossible. It is difficult. And if your foundation needs fixing, then fix it. It's a big job, but it's doable and worth the effort. The easiest thing to do nothing. But if you no longer want to learn, it's time to get out of the cab of the truck. If you no longer want to learn about life, you may as well go home and shut the door behind you and wait for things to kind of fall apart. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. It is the foundation of wisdom. And it starts by us respecting what God has to say to us, by us listening to what God has to say, by us submitting to what he tells us to do. The fear of the Lord is the foundation on which my life stands or crumbles. And next week we'll talk about the wisdom of a guarded heart. But I think that's where I'm going to leave it for now. What can you do? What can you do? Read Proverbs. Read. Understand. Search out the Word of God. Read other places. Pray and ask God to show you, give you wisdom. Lord, if there's stuff in my life that needs to be fixed, help me to fix it. And Lord, show me, show me the cracks. Show me the place where, where things have shifted. Show me the things where I'm off course. Lord, give me wisdom to know and understand your word and then to live it out in this community to show the world that I'm yours, that the fear of the Lord is the foundation on which my life is built.